to the Quarter to Three Movie Podcast for Venom. My name is Tom Chick, and I am here with Christian Mukowski. Uh, any name. You pick a name. I could be a woman. And with a Venom tagline, Kelly Wand. Quick, someone suck this movie out of me. <laughs> Kelly Wand, keep going. Optical resemblance to Spider-Man's costume, now purely ret coincidental. I have questions about that one later, Kelly Wand. Are there more? Finally, a watered-down PG-13 version of the comic book character that I mix up with Spawn. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Are there more? No. All right. Well, that that said, Dingus. Not for you. Don't spoil anything about Venom, but tell the listeners just the basics. You're talking to me now? Yeah, that was it for me. That was right. my contribution. Because Kelly Wan gave me the connective tissue I was looking for as far as Spawn was concerned. But I'll talk about that in a little bit. This week we saw Venom, mm. a 2018 American action horror science fiction superhero movie intended no. to be the first movie in Sony's Marvel Universe uh, adjunct, adjunct to Marvel's Cinematic Universe. About how there are so many snacks in so little time. It was directed by Ruben Fleischer and written by Jeff Pinkner, Scott Rosenberg, and Kelly Marcel based on characters, uh, based on a character created by Todd McFarlane and oh. David Michelin. That's, I, there's a Spawn connection. I didn't. That makes perfect sense. Okay. Well, the the guy who did the costume for Spawn uh, is um, a dude named uh, oh gosh I can't remember Nicotine I think his name is Nicotine might be the wrong name Todd McFarlane <laughs> is who did it right I thought you just no said the co- I'm no I'm just talking about the the costume the costume dude from uh, from uh, Walking Dead uh, Greg oh. Nicotero uh, did the costume for the Todd McFarlane movie that's coming up for Spawn. There's and, a Spawn uh, movie coming up? Yeah, and, and so the reason I know about this oh, is that Todd McFarlane has said, I'm making a hard R movie. This is not a superhero movie. It's a horror movie, and I want to make kids cry. And the studio won't let me do it, but I'm going to do it because F them. And uh, so the Walking Dead dude is doing the costume, and he's like, I'm going to take this costume into the studio and tell them what I mean because nobody, everybody keeps thinking about this as a superhero movie, and it's a horror movie. So that's what he's doing with Spawn. So and who's directing the Spawn movie? He is. Greg Nicotero, the Walking Dead dude, is, is directing. No, Todd McFarlane. Todd, Todd Wait, Todd McFarlane. <laughs> Wait, uh, how, yep. did, does he know how to direct? So it's, it's like the spirit in Frank Miller. <laughs> yep. Wow, he's all right. Writing Good luck it, to Todd He's directing McFarlane. it. He's producing it. He's doing all of it is himself. Is this cast already, like, or this is just something that's in the I'm great at everything. I think it is cast with Jamie Foxx playing. Spawn. Oh, you're right, Ding. I think I have heard about this. All right, huh? Well, yeah. we'll get it's that at some point. Overdrive. So we were talking about Walking Dead before, and that's why it's a connected issue because the the dude Greg Nicotero did the costume or the costumes and makeup and whatnot for um uh, for Walking Dead, and he's also created the costume for Spawn. Anyway, there's a costume. Yeah, I know they're not going to do it. They're not going to do practical. That's the part uh, of superhero movies I think they should get rid of, and then they'll be fine. I think so costumes are the problem. Okay, they what? should all yeah. be naked. Okay, yeah. all right. So uh, it uh, stars Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, Riz Ahmed, Jenny Slate, 
Melora Walters, and Peggy Lou. Venom is rated PG-13. For intense sequences of sci-fi violence in action and for language. Kelly Wan, is there anything missing that the MPA should have also listed? I would have scratched the word intense, but I would have added uh, some cool things being done by Spawn off screen. I mean, Venom. <laughs> Kelly Wan, then why don't you just go ahead and break it down for us and tell us everything that happens in the movie? Oh, Tom. Can I? I don't know if I can. <laughs> I hear so much to change. Right? Well, you know, spoil it, change it, do what you will. Let's just, you know, give it your own. T- make it yours, Kelly Wan. That's hot. Um, <laughs> what would I call such a thing? Question Ven- mark. The Venomopsis. Yeah, I know. It's an easy one, huh? <laughs> Except for the the part. God. Venopsis. I'm sorry I called you a fool. That was a call. Totally <laughs> I enjoy solid. it when you do that. I actually, it, it's sort of a, I take it as a term I'm, of endearment, Kelly Wand. I, right. Well, it is. Um, you know, and it's not about everything. It's just, it's when I, when you actually do something done, it's an, ex, it's like an eclipse. <laughs> so, ah, fool! Frankly, Kelly Wand, I wish you'd call yeah. me a fool more often. I think I called you a rube on the uh, forum. I enjoyed that then, just as and, much. And then last week it was idiot. <laughs> Synonyms are fine. Rube and idiot. <laughs> Venopsis! Marvel logo appears, then some black snot oozes into view, eats it, and with a loud squirt, shits it into the Sony logo. Jeez. Beside wow. me, a Fox execs all, ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> a space shuttle flies around haphazardly in space, somehow catching flame. <laughs> Spaceship One to Johnston Drake. I mean, sir, SOS. Uh, specimens have gotten loose and uh, aren't letting me drive the ship correctly. I look over at Neil deGrasse Tyson sitting beside me and go, Space Force, brah! He likes it when I scream at him. In a radar room filled with scientist extras, an evil Pakistani billionaire named Drake is all, (laughs) My perfect plan to survive climate change is coming to fruition at last. Wait, which planet did you guys go to again? Wait, you went outside the solar system. Wait, what year is this? Jesus. On a shuttlecraft? Sir, I know it's off screen, but uh, some pretty violent things are happening up here uh, inside off screen. <laughs> 80 million. Drake's woman friend in a white smock, Dr. Skirt, is all. Sir, I have emotions about what is happening. Drake's all. Uh, yeah, me to the ship, CG. Yeah, if you can, uh, try to aim the ship at Earth uh, and hit the landing gear button. Just land anywhere. Our single ambulance is ready. (laughs) Some words are all six months later. The space shuttle careens out of the sky and smashes through a bunch of trees, exploding several times. 
Beside me, the Predator, the Thing, and the Roswell Grays are all... Learn how to land! <laughs> I don't know if the... Oh, the new Predator crashed. That joke does make sense. My word's all Malaysia. <laughs> After the Predator screams. The single Malaysian in my audience stands up, pumps his fist, and goes, Nice! He looks at Dingus and goes, It's the same word in Malay! <laughs> <laughs> I'm there yeah and he knew you he looked at you to explain that even though you didn't look over at him he wanted to make sure you understood in the forest the ambulance driver's hall uh <clears throat> which way what are we doing what his friends all uh, I guess just follow this smoldering trench uh, all the way down to that uh Someone comes over with an extra on a stretcher and goes, okay, this is the only survivor. Uh, I guess just get them back to the Malaysian town square. Wah! <laughs> Actually, it happens with the ambulance. Disregard everything I just said. Some black goo kills everybody off screen, then takes over an Asian lady extra in an ambulance, crashes the ambulance, and then starts walking on foot 100 miles back to town instead of driving the ambulance. Or possessing a fast animal. <laughs> Stupid alien. What's a vehicle? I only have a spaceship. I just crashed successfully into your home planet. I don't know how to drive. <laughs> Some words are all six months later. In the unnamed Malaysian town, a teenager at a fruit stand's all... Hey, random Asian girl, want to buy some celery? The possessed Asian girl kills everybody off-screen by shooting quill CG, except for an old crippled woman with a cane. Somehow dodges them. The extra walks over to her and, for no particular reason, switches to her body. I guess uh, the first Asian lady dies. So I guess that's a rule in this movie that's just been established. Phantom leaves your body, you're dead. Makes sense. The old lady throws away her cane and starts walking to the nearest airport. I guess not meeting anyone on the way. I guess she has a passport and money for airfare. I guess the alien knows where it's going, how to get there, I guess. Some words are all six months later. Some words are all San Francisco. Yoo-hoo. Tom Hardy farts awake in bed, grins at us, and goes, I'm Tom Hardy, and this is me American accent. <laughs> Suck it, Cumberbatch! <laughs> the Sony Marvel Universe. <laughs> That's people's favorite. <laughs> Doctor Strange. Uh, I mean, uh, I've left acting and gone into being in Venom. <laughs> I mean, my character's a hard-hitting reporter. Much like Tom Chick's character on the TV series The Office. <laughs> Michelle Williams walks in in a suit and tie and goes, Boy, did I fucking lose a coin toss with Brie Larson. <laughs> You're worse than Buddy Holly. Feed the cat. She walks out. He's all, I guess the character's had sex last night. 
Hi. Want to marry me? That's why they call me Hardy. She slams the door. I look over at Ghost Rider burning beside me and go, I can't wait to see how Feed the Cat pays off in a movie about Venom. There's a three-way split screen of Tom Hardy riding a motorcycle around town by himself, which I guess is how he investigates and breaks stories. Later, after his camera crew eventually tracks him down, he stands in front of a building with a microphone and goes, I'm reporter Tom Hardy for an unnamed network. The epidemic of liquor store robberies on this street where I live here continues. And the worst part, other customers in the store at the time of the robberies do nothing to help out. You people make me sick. I'm Tom Hardy, and this has been a live exclusive report. And cut. Peabody Award, here we come. Yeah. This cameraman's all, uh, we're not live. Also, we're still rolling. Later, in his black friend's office. All right, Hardy. Pakistani billionaire Craig Drake is launching yet another rocket shaped like a space shuttle in the third act. Since he uh, possibly owns our unnamed network or something, he wants you to ask him a few softball questions next to one of his elevators in the middle of a building. Damn it, black friend character. People don't hire Tom Hardy to ask about rocketry. They hire him to rock the boat. Mess with Tom Hardy and you'll wind up just like Chris Pine, and this means war. Or the Germans in Dunkirk. Or Batman's autopilot. <laughs> they stare at each other. The black friends all. Uh, well, the iguana at the beginning of Fury Road. Joking against, against that one. <laughs> Tom Hardy storms out, tricks a guy robbing a liquor store by hiding behind the cameraman <laughs> of Venom and Ruben Fleischer. I look over at Toby McGuire dancing in a suit beside me. <laughs> those, are we, those are now on the same shelf. And go, dude, I wouldn't celebrate yet. This could get good any second. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Drake Corp. <laughs> and this is where we keep the PG-13 CG. Ah, oh, good, a question. Bravo, young lady. Never be afraid to ask things. That's what makes us confused. Yeah, um, isn't this scene a little similar to that one in Amazing Spider-Man where Peter Parker got bored by his high school peers and watched an Indian character open a door for no reason and then nothing happened? Drake gulps nervously. Uh, <clears throat> oh, look, kids, it's Dr. Skirt. Hey, <laughs> Dr. Skirt. Any educational thoughts you'd like to impart to help shape these uh, young minds here? <laughs> you are all expelled. Dr. Drake, I'm doing what the doing is wrong. I don't know. My character's first name is Hoop. <laughs> That's how she talks in this version. I like doing dumb voices, Dingus. Just pretend the movie is as smart as me. I said, fun of the Venoms is here behind some balls of glass. Venoms have the ones to glass. They can break everything but glass. <laughs> so they're feeding it homeless people. I don't know how we got this one, but the other one is in Malaysia at an airport or something. 
They knew what it did, but then it still did the ambulance check on us. It's stupid of us, I guess, since we've got this one somehow. Breaks all. Okay, kids, does anyone have any questions? <laughs> the kids' hands all shoot up. Not about plot stuff. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. They all drop their hands glumly. Some words are all six months later. There's a brief shot of the crippled old woman in Malaysia limping up to the airline ticket counter and going, I would like to buy a ticket to San Francisco for some reason. <laughs> they hand her a boarding pass. Naked Arnold looks over at me and goes, the only good movie comic book supervillain in the movies from comic books is Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Although my character was a doctor in that. I had a doctor in coldness. And also the best comic book super movie villain is Bram Stoker's Count Cartaxula. Which is also my favorite serial and also favorite sexually repressed Victorian author. A taxi was an ambassador, like the omen's dad. <laughs> also the omen, then he grew up and he conquered the final conflict. <laughs> Six months later, back in San Francisco, <laughs> in the shitty tiny apartment that mega reporter Tom Hardy and his high-powered lawyer girlfriend share, pay half rent on each every month. He's all... Hey, honey, what's your email password? Never mind, guess you don't have one. What the? As Tom Hardy snoops through his lover's email, he sees an attachment that says, Confidential. Drug tests given to homeless people. Results irrelevant and off-screen. Michelle Williams comes in brushing her hair and goes, Did you feed the cat? <laughs> he hastily shuts her laptop <laughs> and spills coffee all over it. He's all, Oh! The next day in Drake's building... Which is why we're really hoping that our next space shuttle-shaped rocket crashes somewhere closer than Malaysia. <laughs> now, if you'll just step this way, I can show you some elementary school kids with their hands raised. What about the rumors that you're wasting good drugs on homeless losers? Uh, uh, I didn't... No comment. Hardy's cameraman's all, Hardy... Ask about the rocket, dude. Come on, quick. But not about the one that crashed. I think that's... You don't want to do that one. Uh, and I can't stop filming you for some reason. So go, go, go. Yeah. Listen, character. I'm here to expose the truth. Uh, yeah. He squints at a thick stack of index cards. Uh, yeah. Truth. Uh, my handwriting's not very good. Flibba, bench, knob, and nuke. Any idea what I meant by that? This interview's concluded. Security arrest these people and confiscate those index cards immediately. And their footage of me not saying anything. <laughs> Later, in Hardy's black friend's office. Damn it, Hardy. Accusing people. Ugh. At least tell us your source. Me girlfriend's email. I mean, just a hunch. Does Spidey <laughs> sense canon yet? I... Hardy, I don't think your character gets how journalism works. You're fired. Get out. But, some words are all six months later, Hardy shuffles glumly out of a random building to Charlie Brown music, only to find Michelle Williams standing there holding a cardboard box with a plant and some marbles in it. 
She's all, thanks a lot, asshole. You somehow got me fired, too, even though you didn't give me up as your source, idiot. <laughs> Did my thing even air? <laughs> my accent's as bad as his. <laughs> She's all, don't you get it? My job's helping defend Indian billionaires who are drugging homeless people. That's why we can afford such a nice apartment. Angrily, she tears off a wedding ring and hurls it at him. Our marriage is off. So now I'm dating um, Dan Egan from Veep walks up and puts his arm around her. <laughs> He's all, my name in this is also Dan. <laughs> Artie's all, wait, I asked you to marry me. Michelle Williams screeches off in Dad's sports car, flipping him off. So he goes home and tries to get drunk. But his neighbor, who's in the same income bracket, plays heavy metal music. So Tom Hardy crosses his eyes at us. Eventually, his neighbor finishes listening to the album. So then Tom Hardy goes back to the liquor store in the hopes that it'll get robbed again. He can cower behind some shelves. Some words are all six months later in the liquor store. I may be a genius at not being seen or followed because I'm a professional reporter, or was, but you, you suck at it. Dr. Skirt walks up to him. <laughs> Tom Hardy screams in terror. Oh, Jesus, I was talking to myself. Who are you? Oh. Is someone else here listening to me? Please don't hurt me. At least rob Mrs. Chen over there. You call what she's doing an accent? Dr. Hardy, I'm Mr. Skirt. <laughs> I work for the Drake man who got you fired and postponed your engagement. I think he's doing something homeless with alien slime. We will sneak in there together tonight. And you can take pictures on your phone that will prove to everyone on the internet that you own Photoshop. <laughs> funny how little I had to change, really, except for the accent. <laughs> Sorry, Skirt, but I forgot what you said your name was. <laughs> and Tommy, don't help people learn truth from index cards on camera no more. Wait, how will we get in? <laughs> I can't sneak into places. I don't know how to do that. I just take pictures on me phone and ride a motorcycle. <laughs> Well, I work there, like I just said, so we will use my key card, fool. I'll just hide you under my coat while I make idle chats with security guard. Wait, I'm sneaking in, just take pictures on my phone. Why don't you just take pictures with your phone? You don't need me. I don't it, You have the card anyway. I don't see what I'm... She hands me a card that says Dr. Skirt on it. She's all, here, my business card. Why are you giving me this? I'm seeing you tonight. Some words are all six months later. Well, Dr. Skirt, pretty unusual seeing you here at work, especially at midnight. Science never sleeps! <laughs> uh, I thought that was the girl from The Ring. Also, who's this fuckstick with you taking pictures of me with his phone? Some words are all six months later. Hardy wanders around the top secret area taking pictures of empty glass cells. Suddenly, please let me out! Ugh. 
Homeless Sadie, what are you doing in there? Never mind that, doesn't matter. I guess I better let you out since you asked me to. He hits a button that says start alarm blaring. <laughs> Alarms start blaring and sirens and red lights and screaming. Upstairs with the alarms even louder. Dr. Skirt's all, uh, getting back to science, never sleeping, huh? Yeah. She shrugs. The guards all, what? They have to shout over the alarm. Downstairs. Damn, if only I had something to break this thin pane of glass that this door's made out of. Aha, something in me hand. As Hardy raises a Dixie cup, the door shatters on its own. Homeless Sadie jumps on top of him and pukes blue black goo into his mouth. Hardy's all, what the? Madam, please. I'm still interested, but hang on, let me get a picture of that broken glass. The homeless extra heads off to grab services. Uh, Dr. Skirt, I guess, goes home while Tom Hardy goes back to his apartment, opens his trash can, and starts eating moldy chicken out of the garbage. <laughs> Thank God nothing's changed about me since that lab. <sighs> Tom Hardy, hi! I'm an R.A. alien named Venom. I don't normally talk to my other hosts, I just eat their heads, but when you ate that chicken, I'm all, oh, this guy, bro, let's make some movies. By the way, I'm allergic to sound. <laughs> Suddenly his neighbor starts playing the same heavy metal music, public domain riff as before. <laughs> Hardy goes over and knocks angrily. Would you mind turning your public domain music down? Me parasites trying to give exposition. <laughs> the neighbor puts his head over his mouth and goes, No. <laughs> Whoa, dude, you just turned into CG for a second. Uh, uh, you know what? It's time for me to start living in fear. No problem. When Tom Hardy gets back to his apartment... Parasite! Ah! On my planet, that's a disgusting racial slur. Please, call me an afterbirth, damn you. Some words are all six months later. Suddenly, a SWAT team shows up and goes, uh, You're under arrest for talking to your neighbor and trying to free a homeless woman. Venom kills the SWAT team off-screen, then kills some more off-screen in a car chase. Although maybe some are Drake's goons, too. They just reuse the same extras, guns, cars, and clothes. At one point, Venom uses his CG to help Tom Hardy's car make a left turn. <laughs> While triumphant music plays. The German comics nerd beside me, at this point, stands up and goes, Yeah! You do not want to mess with Venom in a car chase! <laughs> $18 million. Wow. He's German. He's German, so it's not racist. Six months later in a restaurant, Michelle Williams is all, Damn it, Tom. Get out of that lobster tank. I'm trying to have a nice lunch with my new fiancé. Oh, you haven't changed a bit. How'd you even know we were here? What? Michelle, listen to me. Wait, hang on. Since Venom likes to eat brains, he tries to eat a lobster's ass. 
Sorry, I have a parasite. That's why me exit in this is so bad. He pulls out a phone with a lobster claw dangling from it. Look, I have photographic evidence on this that something's wrong with me. Yeah, I think water's not good for phones. Uh, am I seriously your only love interest in this? Also, you feed the cat. Dan comes over and goes, Hey, your ex-boyfriend here seems cool. Let's give him an MRI. 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 Six months later... <laughs> okay, MRI results uh, seem to indicate some signs of CG caused by the MRI. So uh, I'm recommend for Propecia once every six months, and also that the medical industry stop doing MRIs on people. Why don't you walk Tom out? Uh, I'm on break. As Michelle Williams and Tom Hardy walk down the hallway of the hospital, Michelle, my character's experiencing emotions. <laughs> oh, Tom. After I did VO and Where the Wild Things Are, Lauren Ambrose replaced me. Where is she now? Kiss her. Good killer. Off screen. Let's eat her out. I mean head. Hey, look, a Pomeranian. Like the one in the Meg. Michelle, I promise never to expose evil again if you'll resume having sex with me. Dan can have middle. And honestly, you of all people have to admit, who was the better villain? In the Nolan Batmans. Me or Heath? Come on! By the way, Tom, on my planet, I'm a loser. I hate being called a parasite, but loser doesn't offend me. Bro, that left turn we made last night, that was awesome! Let's make more movies! The engineer's microwaved head from Prometheus looks over at me and goes... A black alien goo that makes CG monsters? Ugh. Whoever wrote this needs to try harder. <laughs> Meanwhile, at an airport, the other Venom and the old Asian lady watches thoughtfully as a little blonde girl goes into a bathroom to take a shit. It stares at the symbol for women above the entrance for a few minutes, then goes inside. I guess it possesses the little girl whose parents don't notice, and everybody just walks around the old Asian lady's corpse on the floor of the bathroom. <laughs> or she says something to somebody if she's not dead. But anyway, meanwhile, in a hospital, Dan's all. Oh, sorry, I didn't think of this last time. There, so as you can see, I've used the MRI to take the alien goo out of Tom Hardy, <laughs> somehow not killing him. Oh, and good news, uh, Venom here can't seem to break glass, so <laughs> stupid. It's like humanity wins the... Hey, where'd it go? <laughs> Damn! It found that giant vent visible in the ceiling and crawled through it while we were talking about how cool we were. Why were we watching it? Doctor, lawyer, celebrity journalist, oh well. Should we warn the rest of the hospital that an alien goo is loose in the vents? <laughs> or look for it? Or care? Do something? What do you guys think? Shell Williams? Dan... Let's vote on this. Dan's all, why? Michelle Williams is all, well, I'm bored. I'm going to go wander the halls of the hospital alone. <laughs> Bye. She leaves and suddenly bumps into Kirsten Dunst. Dunst is all, oh, hey, Michelle. Michelle Williams is all, oh, hey. Yeah, hey, I haven't seen you since we were in Dick together. That movie, remember? What you been up to? Dunst is all. Oh, I was the female lead in the critically acclaimed, obscenely profitable Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy with Venom in it that pretty much launched the whole superhero genre for Sony. 
How about you? What are you up to? Meanwhile, Venom again sees the unattended dog. <laughs> Too soon? I don't know why. Taking down Michelle Williams, that bitch. She's crossed this podcast for the last time. She's had too cushy a life. Meanwhile, Venom again sees the unattended dog that lives in the hospital, apparently, so he possesses it. <laughs> no one's going to notice that thing. Then wanders around a hospital as a dog, a cute, totally ignored dog by dozens of people in a crowded hospital. Until suddenly it sees Michelle Williams staring at it. Which would be, lo- that's the one logical part of that scene. The dog makes its eyes CG, so Michelle Williams keeps staring at it, doing nothing. <laughs> Meanwhile, in a glass room at Drake Corp. Okay, look, Dr. Skirt, I need you to tell me who's Venom possessing in this movie most of the time. I know I have a lot of resources. Um, I guess I could use the security cam footage uh, or the news stories last night on every channel about Tom Hardy involved in a car chase and dead SWAT guys as apartment. It was Tom Hardy. Ha <laughs> <laughs> <Aha. laughs> By the way, I somehow captured that blonde girl and she's standing behind you. Dr. Skirt screams as the blonde girl turns into the other Venom, which has the same voice, but is slightly greeter. Then it smashes through the glass. Drake's all, hey, wait, I should have thought it was back in Act 1 when I had the first Venom. I want you to possess me. Get in here, you. Duh. It possesses him. Some words are all six months later. Drake's all, so your name is uh, also Venom? Nope, mine's Gary. Oh, that's cool that you don't all just call yourselves by uh, English one-word supervillain names. <laughs> That'd be pretty DC. Uh, so what's uh, what are we doing? What's, what's the plot? Oh, uh, you launch a space shuttle at Planet Venom, and we get on it, and we bring all the other. You know, Gary's back here so they can possess everybody. Yeah, take that climate change. <laughs> oh, so you guys didn't learn where Earth was from the first first shuttle? Then? I guess not. <laughs> and if everybody on Earth is possessed, uh, that helps me how? I don't, why would I? I mean, I'm powerful now. And then I'd have you in me, but we have a bunch. Suddenly, some alarms go off. Warning, Tom Hardy detected in nearby woods. Out in the woods. Damn, maybe coming to these woods without venom inside me was not as well planned as most of me characters' actions. (laughs) Suddenly, Michelle Williams finds him, walks up and kisses him. Hardy's all... Venom, you could possess me without making physical contact. Gosh. No, Tom, I, I wanted to. It's, it's just too bad that Michelle's here. Michelle Williams smiles at them. Bro, no, 
now's your chance to apologize to her. Come on. I may be a brain-eating alien, but you guys are great together. Your bedroom scene was the high point of the movie for me. Shell Williams smiles some more. I don't know, Phantom. <laughs> the character seemed just as bored with me as she seems now with Veep. Tom, nothing is perfect. Relationships are complex, and people are irrational sometimes. It's like one part of you is focused on daily life, but maybe numb or going through the motions, while your superego, the emotional part, is trauma-fixated and only experiences freedom through unplugging. Some 40-year-old nerds wearing Venom t-shirts near me stand up and go, Woo! <laughs> I leave the theater for six months. When I return, Tom Hardy's <laughs> Tom Hardy is watching CG fight itself on a launch pad while a space shuttle takes off, although everybody calls it a rocket. I guess Drake's supposed to be its only crew member since no one else is on board, although neither is he, and it's still taking off. A voice is all, rocket to Venom's planet, launching in T minus six months. <laughs> Gary's all. Wait, why are we fighting? You can still possess Tom Hardy if I come back with the others. Just keep it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Venom's all. Wait, why are you leaving? If we're hungry all the time already, why are we fucking up our food supply by bringing over a shitload more of us? I thought we were, you know what I'm saying? We could just, seems Tom, maybe. In the mission control room, Michelle Williams, whose specialty is white-collar law, smirks and hits an MRI button. <laughs> Sound shrieks across the launch pad, I guess louder than the actual launch, annoying both Venom and Gary. Michelle's all, see, I can fight dirty by pushing buttons. Dirty. I lean over to the real Shyamalan and go, and I thought aliens allergic to water invading a water world without weapons was dumb. <laughs> Eventually, Venom sucks and loses, and the shuttle takes off. Gary's all, Ha ha, I got inside the space shuttle, and we look at each other through glass, which you can't hurt, I win. Hey, stop tearing that metal! <laughs> the shuttle explodes. Below, the crowd of Drake employees and extras are all, Yeah, our boss just died, and the wreckage is falling our way! Yeah. <laughs> I'll cheer. Journalist is all, we interrupt this coverage of the Infinity War to tell you that former actor and journalist Tom Hardy, possessed by black CG, just destroyed a space shuttle and murdered some people. Lisa and NASA have no interest at this time, and as a result of the explosion, as well as the testimony of the families of several dead SWAT team members, Mr. Hardy's journalistic credentials have been officially reinstated. Six months later, Dan and Michelle Williams sit on a stoop of someone's San Francisco apartment. Staring at Tom Hardy, standing in front of them with a couple lobster claws still dangling from his nose and jacket. Hardy's all, well, should we talk about that kiss yet? <laughs> He's all, no, was I even conscious for that? Did you feed the cat? <laughs> Stan Lee, walking a different Pomeranian, walks up and goes, don't give up on her, son. Fuck Veep. Also, uh, Warner Brothers, I'm available for a cameo in Aquaman. <laughs> he raises his head in a phone gesture and walks off while the dog pisses on him. Dan's all, thanks for everything, Venom. 
He kisses Michelle Williams. Hardy walks off, wandering aimlessly, only to find Mrs. Chen being robbed by that same guy again. The holdup guy sticks a gun in her face. He goes, all right, wait, I'm collecting protection money. Why am I holding a gun to your head? <laughs> Venom's all, let's eat his head. Now, Venom, since we's partners now, no more punishing criminals and eating heads. Pretend you're a PG-13 concept. Oh, all right. I'll just starve to death. Tom Hardy's all, just kidding. As long as you do it off screen, the kids won't know what's really going on. All right. As Venom meets Mrs. Chen, some words tell me who supervised <laughs> continuity for Tom Hardy's accent. Six months later, Harrelson in a clown wig sits in a prison cell made naturally of glass and goes, Well, well, if it isn't Tom Hardy's character coming to visit me in prison for no reason. Well, I'm a famous serial killer in the Marvel Universe, and when I get out, it's going to be mayhem. Problems? Issues? What? Carnage? Why would I say that if I'm not possessed yet? And if I am, why w haven't I broken out? Juliette Lewis in a cloud wig pops up beside me and goes, I'm a serial killer too! <laughs> After some words very slowly tell me who lit and edited the end credits and the Sony logo, there's some dumbass cartoon about a black kid who's Spider-Man visiting Peter Parker's grave, <laughs> and then killing him for real by bashing him into trains and traffic lights while cars chase them inconclusively. I look over at Tobey Maguire, still dancing. <laughs> he smirks at me. The German nerd comes up and goes, I loved you as Frodo. Yeah. <laughs> eh, synopsis. <clears throat> so, Tom Venom, yeah. Do you understand Venom? Do you get it? Do you... Uh, I actually did know, I know everything I know about Venom is, because I don't remember the first thing about the, the Venom, the Tof, Tof, Gra the Grace Topher, no, what's his name? Topher, Topher Grace, Grace Venom. Uh, I don't remember anything about that, but I do know a little bit about Venom from, from video games. <laughs> so I can provide some information about source material, not much. So he can't break glass in the games, and in the games, if, if Venom leaves you, you die? I cannot address those particular issues. Those weren't brought up okay. in the comic books. Are uh, the Clintar in the games? Was what in the game? The Clintar. What is the Clintar? Never mind. In the... Yeah. yeah I don't know what he's talking about either. Yeah, I don't know. What's, what's a Clintar, Dingus? It's the... It, it, it's the... The race that they're called. That oh, says, really? Ever, the symbiote. The did symbiote they say that in the movie? No. Oh, I just did some research. I didn't know that either. And I read the comics, and I remember when he was Spider-Man's new costume that he got in the Secret Wars in the 80s. And I was like, oh, they're going to keep it? All right. And then it just turned evil slowly. And then I still, Sam Raimi never, he said he never got Venom. But I think I'm kind of like Sam Raimi. But who's going? All right. So, uh, Dingus, why you, you did some research. Start us off. What's a movie that's better? Yeah, he knows the race. He yeah. Sounds the most educated. The Clintars. Uh, what's a movie that's better than Venom? A movie that's not quite as good. And uh, give us a brief uh, overall. If any movie's opinion. better, yeah, if there is. All right, no. I would put an over as Upgrade. Yeah, that's uh, why. Because uh, at least when they put the hex bug uh, toy inside uh, the dude's body, um, 
while I didn't understand the and you hated of, upgrade. I, I didn't really like upgrade, but I I, I just thought this was just worse than something so you hated. mediocre. It's just <laughs> such a bog standard mediocre superhero movie, and and just I can't stand mediocrity. And this this movie is utter mediocrity, even with as good a cast as it has. It's just mediocre. I mean, ugh. so anyway, upgrade I would put over under. I would put Suicide Squad um, just because the 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 terrible like we're just going to fight uh, things that and we're not going to show you like really how the fights happen. And like you're just going to have shattering crap. Yeah, this in this it's slimy crap, but that's shattering crap. So uh, over upgrade under Suicide Squad. Oh, I just realized I skipped all the Rotten Tomatoes stuff. Why didn't you guys tell me earlier? Oh, I forgot. Sorry, thirty-two percent <laughs> uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, thirty-five on Metacritic. Got a B plus on CinemaScore, the same grade uh, as Justice League and Suicide Squad, but it opened uh, very well with eighty million dollars. All yeah. right, my over. Uh, well, uh, so, so my under because. I do kind of get Venom. I, I think it's very much about this idea of what what if you invoke a super powerful force that gives you great powers? And I don't guess Venom ever does this, but generally that kind of movie is like a cautionary tale. And The Under is an absolutely terrible movie that Adam Wingard did based on a some an, or manga, because I think it, uh, it's a, a Japanese comic book, um, called Death Note, uh, in which some nondescript uh, young male actor finds a magical book in which if you write someone's note that name that person dies uh, and it turns out it's powered by a demon creature and uh, Willem Dafoe is the voice of the, the demon in the movie and Death Note is just terrible and I think it's Adam Wingard trying to hew closely to the source material I don't know what's going on in Death Note but it's the same kind of thing like hey I've got this super powerful thing that's it's nobody else can understand, and I'm working with it. You know, I thought I could control it, but I can't. And we're struggling back and forth, and it becomes like a cautionary tale. Uh, so I think that's kind of what Venom is going for. But I, I think it's ultimately supposed to be like a buddy movie, and that's yeah. what surprised me. Is I thought for the longest time. Uh, that I was watching a horror movie, just a super soft-pedaled PG-13 horror movie, and then at a certain point it morphs into a, a buddy movie, and I realize, oh, Venom is supposed to be kind of funny. Uh, yeah. So so my over is actually another superhero movie that I didn't like at all, uh, but at least has a consistent sense of humor. And I never doubted that that movie was trying to be funny and what its characters were doing. And so my over is Ant-Man, which I also didn't uh, care for. Uh, so that's my big issue with it, is I thought, it, and it seemed like it was playing out as a horror movie, uh, and then at a certain point it abruptly shifts and it wants to be a buddy comedy. Uh, and I'm glad you brought up Upgrade, Dingus, because I think Upgrade was much more deft about playing the different tones, comedic and dark and, yep. and genuinely like dark, disturbing stuff happens in Upgrade, uh, as well as super funny lines. Um, and I think Upgrade manages that uh, much better. So Kelly Wand, what's a movie that's not as good as Venom and a movie that's a little bit better? And what did you think? Well, my order was Upgrade 2, uh, and I think this movie really suffers from seeing me si from seeing it really so soon after Upgrade. And my under is Life, 
although I feel like life's a better movie. But I really liked Venom because I think it's a laugh riot. I think it's way worse than mediocre, and I thought it was hysterical, <laughs> and I was laughing. Okay, I saw this in a packed theater of Germans, and the only time they laughed was when the neighbor was like, okay, I'll turn my music down, which is supposed to make you laugh. But all throughout the movie, I was I was laughing like a hyena. I thought it was so fucking funny and so stupid and so silly. And, like, everything about it, like, the tone change was making me laugh. The balderization was making me laugh. Like, the him, him just doing R-rated shit and then it cutting away from all of it. Like, I don't know if I've reached just this point in my life where just terrible things make me... Like, I laugh at Trump tweets now. I've reached that. I think I've gone mad. But... Um, Tom Hardy's character, like just how unsympathetic he is, and he he was like uh he was like Marty McFly Jr. at the beginning of Back to the Future too. Like he's kind of whiny, and he's incompetent, and he's a pussy. And Venom latches onto him for no reason, and the six months later thing is in it, and I just don't understand the inconsistency of what the symbiotes can do and they can't do. I just uh, one of I don't the things know. that surprised. I was a little surprised by how much time they spent developing Tom Hardy's character. Uh, And I guess that's probably just a nod to the source material. But as far as the the script and the story, it didn't need that at all. And and I think what it was going for was this idea – like it's it's spending time developing Tom Hardy as a loser so that then we can have that reveal that Venom is also a loser. But that just seems so weird and arbitrary. Yeah. And I guess that's probably – in the comic book, I imagine they have a lot of banter to that effect, and I could see that maybe working. If but how it, is Venom a loser on his planet? We don't know. Like, that's not I explained. Mean, yeah, like we don't know, and I, I guess that that well, it makes him. I mean, I think that's supposed to kind of be a reveal here. Like that's that, his that, only motivation for wanting to stop Gary or Riot or whatever his name. Yeah, is, is that I? Yeah, I like this that's guy, thin. and I just want to stay here. And uh, that's funny to me too, Tom. I got to be honest. Like that's just so un. It's just so really bad writing. And according to Tom Hardy, like the f- the best for like the best forty minutes are on the cutting room floor, and like it was going to be an R-rated movie, and all of his favorite things Venom does got cut. So it's like this is a butchered movie. Well, what surprises me is how well uh, Ruben Fleischer maintains R-rated comedic, like, like dark, gory R-rated comedy throughout Zombieland. And here, yeah. I just it. It clearly felt like it was being shot as a PG-13 movie, and early on, it has no comedy whatsoever. Like, there's nothing it's, funny yeah. early, early on. Right. Uh, and and that's what was surprising to, to me. Is they, yeah, this no is the guy who did R-rated half. jokes throughout Zombieland. Like, um, but did he write it? Did he write this? No, no, no. The Zombieland nope. writers uh, – I forget their names. There's two of them. Uh, but no, he didn't write it, but as far as working with material that was R-rated comedy. And it seems like this is this is ultimately a comedy, and I agree with you, Kelly Wan. I'm, it really seemed contrived that they were trying to avoid gore and being dark because I think yeah. – I think Venom – you're left a, with is the gibberish. The I, think, I think Venom is a, is a terrifying-looking creature. Like yeah. I, I – the design of him – but then when he just starts, like, cracking jokes and yeah. all but winking, because uh, that's a horrific-looking thing. And to imagine it eating a person's pancreas, that, that's straight-up horror. Um, when you give a character gigantic teeth and then you never see that thing by – you never yeah. see the teeth in action yeah. it's R-rated. It's yeah. weird. They did that with Wolverine for a decade. So, But, but then after Logan came out, we were like, yeah, that is dumb. And now in the post-Logan era, you're like – 
and post Deadpool, it's like if you're if your main character is an R-rated idea, I mean, is it really like those movies made a lot of money? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I, I I'm thinking the problem. You know, if I were at Sony, I would have done the same thing. Is I would not let them make an R-rated movie because not enough people know or care about Venom. You know, th- th- this is going to be for kids, and I think the opening bears this out. This is going to be for kids who want to see a Marvel movie. Right. And but, but they seem yeah. But it made eighty million, so they they will go to bed going see. Yeah. No, no, right. And I, I agree. And that's yeah. that's the thing is, if I worked at Sony, uh, I would have done exactly what was done with this movie. If I Tom Chick were, were wanting to see a movie, it would not be this. Uh, yeah. But you get better press though. You get like the R like the fans are like yeah, R rated. Like, do you really make less money? Like, or do the people pirate it? I don't know. Like Deadpool, would Deadpool have made more money if it was PG thirteen? You think? Because X-Men uh, Wolverine with Deadpool made less money than Deadpool. I, I really think the, the thing with Deadpool is they just took a gamble. It's like, eh, nobody's going to know what and Deadpool is. And, and they also had, uh, obviously, Ryan Reynolds' fondness for the character behind it. And his, they, they had his celebrity weight, I, I think. Uh, but I and, didn't know who Deadpool was before I saw that movie. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I didn't either. Right. But I didn't know who Venom was. But I still don't didn't give a shit. Like, oh, a Venom movie. Like, I don't... He didn't do anything that great in the comics, except just, like, I don't know. <laughs> the movie's way, like, did you laugh at all? I mean, was I, if I'd seen this with you, because, okay, the other noise I was making a lot, like, almost every scene I would do this. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, there was just some, like, the Predator was kind of boring. Like, it was, like, cause, and occasionally it would actually, there'd be an intentionally funny line. But in this, like, nothing was funny. And it was constantly like even when even when Venom was trying to be funny, it wasn't funny, and so that was funny to me. I didn't see it sober. I can't be trusted. You guys were just bored. It was just like nothing. It wasn't like a good bad movie for you. Yeah. So Dingus, when you talk about it being mediocre, it sounds like you didn't even enjoy it the way you might a really bad movie. Um, no, I was really annoyed by the fact that it was just bog standard to me. It was just one of these movies with. Uh, a director who, you know, I, 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 I liked Zombieland and I watched it again and uh, I like some of the stuff that he's doing there. He's got a good sense of humor. He understands how to do that. He understands how to like get a, a cast to work together. And this is a pretty good, good cast. Jokes. Um, I, I laughed exactly one time and I think it was, uh, I think it was when, um, Venom says he, that he's starting to like Eddie uh, even though, uh, <laughs> even though our see that's our, not a laugh line. So you were doing it a little. Well, I, I you know, uh, uh, our our writer inner Brian Becker says that his one laugh line was the um, uh, was the uh, jump pussy line. Uh, that's uh, the only time he laughed at all. Um, nobody was laughing in my audience. Nobody was interested. People were checking their phones constantly. So since everybody in the theater was checking their phones and and the theater was about third full, I didn't bother making a fuss this particular time because I wasn't really engaged because I I thought it was one of these movies where regardless of what the sense of humor was, the director can't shoot a decent fight sequence to save his life. And and he can't – and you've just got a bunch of goo – winding in each other in the in the climactic fight and you can't tell what the hell's going on and if i can't 
I mean, I can I can sort of see the difference between oh, that's the darker one, and that's the silvery <laughs> one. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're together, maybe they're not. I can't tell what's going on. I couldn't tell what's going on through most of the fights or the car chase or anything. I don't think Ruben Fleischer knows how to shoot this as far as this this particular CG is concerned. And there's just a ton of it's just CG on CG and like bleh. and 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 to to compound that the the main character getting <laughs> his his moment where he's being where Melora Walters. Uh, his uh, the the his homeless friend Maria jumps upon him and transfers the alien into him. He doesn't even take Passive. his time with that. It's just like a barf. It's just like, Bleh. and that's all that happens. And I I mean I'm like, dude, take your freaking time. Take your time. Uh, so I was really frustrated with that. I didn't laugh at all except for like that one little time. Um, but Mar- I I do want to say this. Uh, Kelly, because you you made a you made a joke about this. Um, Markinson said that there were uh, there were these <laughs> three three Uber nerds in front of him, like like four rows ahead of him, who stood up during the film four times and started doing the Wayne's World. We're not worthy bow. Oh no! During the, the movie, first time, wow! During the movie, Canadian first time being. When Venom bites a dude's head off after the subpart chase through San Francisco. So your joke about the guys standing up. They loved what, it. I think what, they were. What, it was packed. It was so. I had to, I had to go to a later show because there were only like three showings and like, you know. Uh, I mean, well, in the, Germany, there's not that much people give a shit about. The, the show I wanted they to go to last this. night was was full. I couldn't go to that one, so I had to go this afternoon, and it was about a third full. Um, <laughs> But uh, nobody, so nobody was into it. Uh, Dingus, uh, do, you, do you remember the movie Splinter? Oh, yeah. With Shea Wiggum. Uh, as far as movies about black goo, I love movies about black goo. I love the blob. Like, I love this idea yeah. of, of just protoplasmic masses that, like, eat or, or swallow people. And this idea yeah. that one of them, like, wraps you up and controls you and you have to work with it. I, I love this idea. And if I were into comic books, mm. I probably would, would be into Venom. But it made me think of Splinter as a great example of that kind of thing. And I liked life way, way better than you guys. Uh, it certainly made me think of life. Uh, you know, Venom is kind of like a, a larger Calvin, but he has lines. Uh, so I, I, I wanted and that was to, a horror movie. It was like R-rated horror. Yeah, yeah, and I wanted to like yeah. the horror movie part of this. I really yeah. did. Uh, but I, uh, yeah, but it just, I, I, it just really does everything for me. Kelly, you talk about enjoying it because it was so bad. Uh, Dingus, you call it mediocre. Uh, everything f- for me was just this huge disappointment to discover that it it was supposed to be a a light buddy film between two losers who like mismatched loser buddy film i guess that's what all buddy films are uh i I just found that crushingly disappointing that once Mm -hmm. that nosed its way in and i was like oh yeah they're probably supposed to have banter a lot and oh look how funny it is that venom is coaching eddie for how to make up with michelle williams uh, where, where does that come from? How does he suddenly become a character from the, the Space Ghost universe? I'm, I'm guessing – I, I, my guess is that a lot of this stuff just sort of burbled up from the source material. Is that over the course of the comic book runs, they develop a relationship and they progress and the, the characters change because, of course, different writers are writing them. And it sounded like they just tried to cram a bunch of stuff from 
from where the comic books go all over the place into sure made it made no sense as presented movie. in this yeah and like so, even if you're right it's like the next day is like hey man i have never met michelle williams but you guys right i like, like her so he doesn't why? know her so venom and, yeah. just becomes like a, yeah, a poor man's spider-man as far as one-liners are concerned i don't understand why this alien Porter, creature yeah. Yeah. uh who is who's main focus on this comet that they harvest him from is to eat people or eat living things, but somehow, as Chris Markinson says, settles for tater tots and chocolate at some point. Because um, that that moment where he eats the steak and he's like, "This is dead. This is dead." Yeah. You get the sense that oh, that's why the that other character is eating eels. That's why he's going to jump into the lobster tank. He needs to eat live things all the time. Uh, how does he become this guy who has command of one-liners? Because he got some heads in him, finally. And, he was, and because he, he was created by comic book writers. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, actually, the, the, the idea for the symbiote came from a reader of Marvel Comics who sold it to Marvel for like $220 in the 80s or something. Really? Uh, it, really was, it really was a reader who just said, hey, here's an idea for a symbiote. Uh, and they've basically sort of transmogrified this over the years to the point where um, uh, Spider-Man eventually brings him back on his own. But uh, but I, I have no idea where this where this how this adjacent or adjunct, as they say, universe of Sony's Marvel universe is supposed to exist with MCU. Yeah, now. No yeah, clue. And I didn't I had no idea that it was adjacent. I really was kind of faintly hoping i mean i knew it probably wasn't going to happen i was kind of maybe hoping we'd get a little spider-man in there like i was saying yeah. hey it's yeah. tom holland but that's the thing too is the movie was going on and it was just refusing to acknowledge the other marvel movies uh i started Sp- to having spider-man's eyes which to me is hilarious too because well, is that the idea is that, that he steals spider-man's like look well yeah right. that's yeah the same eye hole right. shape right. yeah that's what's i think this is costume but I, the only contact I have with him cinematically is from Spider-Man 3, where he's the bad guy, right? Yeah. He's evil. And yeah. in this movie, at the end, it's like, you can only eat bad guys. No good guys. Don't You can't uh-huh. fight that off a policeman. Uh-huh. Don't do that. And then, he, and then he agrees to it. Okay. Okay, right, that's, that's fine. I'll yeah, do that. yeah, all right. So he's... All right, so he's... Ah, whatever. So stupid. By the way, that's Boring. Tom Hardy's voice. Uh-oh. Yeah, it is. Oh, uh, a, man. <laughs> yeah. We had a couple people just... wondering. Uh, we had, uh, I think, both, maybe both Chris and Brian, but maybe just Chris, wondered w- what was going on with his voice. But mainly the 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 voice performance is created by sound, sound engineers. That's as and terrible Tom, as Jack Black doing the voice of the little uh, evil ventriloquist dummy in the Goosebumps movie. It just sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like a, a vanity thing. Like, hey, I could do that voice, too. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a, an actor of Only diverse talents. Yeah, let let me play that character as well. Oh man, well, that's how they wanted to do it. So, uh, but Tom Hardy's been very clear in saying that look, this this vocal performance is mainly the sound the sound people. It's you know it's uh, I did a lot of the work, you know, just putting my voice out there. But they they did the work of getting it in there so that. And and then being under the soundstage at certain points so that it looked like I was having a conversation with myself in my head. And then the other actor would have to sort of wait for me to have this conversation in my head and talk. Oh, God. Well, that's yeah, disappointing, it's... too, considering 
how with STEM in Upgrade, they hired a different actor who brought his own approach to it, and they let the actor's vocal quality and talent lend this thing character. Uh, Uh, And and it's the same with Willem Dafoe, by the way, in Death Note. Like, Death Note is terrible, the demon looks goofy, but at least you can tell that's that's Willem Dafoe, and he's trying, and he's a capable actor, and it, it gives this demon a sense of... You know, it's, it's an animated demon version of Willem Dafoe. But this totally did, you know, to hear Tom Hardy crediting the, the voice engineers, it totally did sound like something that was made on a soundboard. Well, they could have looped it and not told him. Who's going to know, really? Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, uh, apparently they wanted to do this whole thing where he's having a conversation inside his head. And the way it's described as, oh. you know, he's he's talking, and then the the voice that he's pre-recorded comes through. He's reacting to it, and then the other actor has to ignore that, and instead focus on what Tom Hardy's and what Eddie is saying, and say, well, "Who are you talking to?" And those kinds of things have to happen. None of that and reads. None of that. None reads of that reads. Uh, nothing reads. Nothing reads at all. Even the that's <laughs> uh, supposed to be there. But also, too, for me, Tom, like, well, it's like, I feel like he, his kryptonite is too easy for him to be a good villain. The like, if you have thing. issues with sound, yeah, that's too easy. All right, tell that, that to uh, that uh, Be Quiet movie. What is that thing called? <laughs> Don't make any noise. Shut the fuck up. What is that? Quiet G- Place. Jim Christine, Quiet Place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you feel about him saying early on, I'm not really good with, with – uh, with heights, and then that really doesn't pay off except for a silly joke at the end. And feed the cat. A lot of things. There's nothing pays off. No, there's. Tom Rainey doesn't pay off. Yeah. yeah. There are a couple well, of different like moments where this movie, and this is why I just don't, I don't think this movie, I don't think Ruben Fleischer's sense of humor from Zombieland translates to this at all. Uh, and I'm surprised to hear Tom call it a buddy cop movie because I would have rather watched it as that. Um, because I, I think that there's a couple of moments where they're supposed to be these comic payoffs, but they they just fall flat. And rapport. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And when he reaches out his hand to him, that's supposed to be like, oh, yeah, see, they get along now. And it's like, well, uh, I'm there's only been a kiss. It. Like, you don't need to touch it. Never, whatever. I'm kind of seeing it now that Tom says that, like when when he stops them from falling and he's like, I got us. Right. It, that's that's yeah. very much a lethal weapon kind of a line. I got us. Yeah. Uh, what I I was a little so I guess it was only as Kelly Wan was doing the synopsis, mainly because I didn't care. But I think I thought <laughs> that one of the other alien that the Michelle Williams like it was really weird when there was a chick uh. venom with breasts and hips and I was like oh wait is that one of the other three and I just completely yeah. lost track of oh venom jumped into the dog and then jumped into Michelle Williams and now jumped I I thought we yeah. had four of them running around and then one of them yeah, was like in the, the black test subject another one uh killed Jenny Slate and then escaped uh one of them was in Michelle Williams and then one of them was venom uh cuz they at a the Jenny point. Slate one jumps into Tom Hardy. No, no, no. The Jenny Slate one dies. The, How does if, it die? If, Do we if, know it dies? Like, because I, I completely lost track. Yeah, like, because it's care. lying there on the floor like a like a bunch of purple spaghetti. So what happens? Wait, how did is, it die? If, yeah. If it can't bond with the symbiote, then or with its host, then it can't breathe oxygen and it can't survive. That's why it's in those little tubes. Um, so. My interpretation is that there there were two of them that you see dead, like purple spaghetti lying on the floor, 
uh, it looks like just a bunch of like guts or something, but it's the actual symbiote that's dead because it can't survive without being inside a human host because okay. of basically being able to breathe oxygen. Right. And so the, the Jenny mm-hmm. Slate one died, but the Melora Walters one transfers is the one that transfers to Tom Hardy. It's Venom, and who also is in the Pomeranian and in Michelle Williams, right? Right. Okay. But he, he goes into the Pomeranian, and then he has the moment with Michelle Williams because he likes her. Oh, right. I like her. I know that thing. Uh, and then Riot and she, shows and she up. fits. And and then so Carnage is because I know there's a red venom named Carnage. Uh, he's the third one, I guess, is the idea. Or no, he is he is he another arrival from the planet? What's the deal with Carnage? Well, there's a lot of different symbiotes, and the the universe has changed drastically over time. I, I thought Kelly was going to be able to carry most of the water as far as comic books was concerned. <laughs> uh, uh, it was after my time. It was like. I remember there's, when he showed up, and I didn't care enough about Venom. There's a lot that's been done with as far as how what how the symbiotes were created and why, and and how the gods dealt with them, and even how like Thor stunned what? one of them once. And I mean, it, there's there's a whole yeah, thing about that. Yeah, Thor stunned one. The gods and the symbiotes. That famous. Sorry. My dad. Anyway, none hey, of that matters. So they're here. just not aliens. But in this, what are there? See, even in the, in this fucking movie, they're from another planet, but they're outside the solar system. They were on a change? comet. They were on a comet. Oh, they're on a comet. All right. right. So right. there are millions of them flying around in a comet. Uma mua mua. Yeah. But they're so, looking yeah. for us, though. Like that's the the whole. It's not that we found them. They they sought us out. I guess they steered their comet towards us. I guess right. Yeah. So, so they could eat us right. for some reason. Yeah. And there's a planet of them that doesn't. How they get on the comet? Uh, what did uh, so Chris Berkinson wants to know what you guys thought of the chemistry between Michelle Williams and <laughs> Tom Hardy? First of all, I, I like Dan. I thought Dan was funny. Dan, so right. I I I have a problem with casting Tom Hardy as a sad sack everyman. I yeah. don't think it works, and and I don't know if it's just because of the kinds of things we see Tom Hardy do, but just watching him play this character, just he's felt really miscast, and I don't think, you know, later when he sort of freaks out and sits in a lobster tank, I could see at that point, okay, this is the Bronson Tom Hardy that they wanted yeah. to bring on board, but playing just a sad sack and a guy along for the ride who's scared of heights, I think he's a terrible casting choice. Um, yeah. And and I didn't I mean Michelle Williams I, I couldn't help but think when uh, there's the first scene where they they run into each other uh, watching that scene and you know they're broken up and thinking of her with Casey Affleck in Manchester by the Sea that scene where they run into each other after breaking up uh, yeah. thinking ah yeah what could have been you know this <laughs> Michelle Williams I know can do this scene but she just needs a script and another capable actor she specializes in women who move on I I, I don't her, guess uh... did either of you see I feel pretty. The Amy Schumer. No, I wanted to. I wanted when everyone like. I don't know. I was curious about it. Yeah, it's it's a real misfire because it, it's premised on the idea that Amy Schumer is a fat, ugly slob that nobody could possibly uh, uh, like. And I, uh, you know, Amy Schumer is indubitably beautiful. I believe she's beautiful. Yeah, it sounds like a vanity piece. Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. She wants to stray. Yeah. So so the whole movie is based on that premise, and it it. It completely doesn't support what the movie's trying to do. Um, but Michelle Williams is really good in it in a comedic role as a vapid, 
sort of Ivanka Trump type character. Uh, huh. And she's almost worth she's worth yeah. watching. The, I mean, Amy Schumer's worth watching the movie for, but the Michelle Williams performance is really good as a comedic performance, unlike the kind of stuff we see Michelle Williams normally do. So I really liked it there. And it, yeah, they don't give her anything here. She's just a prop, pretty much. I she she plays a character in Dick. I mean, she's different from Dunce. Like they're just I don't know. I like that movie. Dick is like I so long that. ago. Like I just think after like Blue Valentine and Heath, Heath Ledger's death and you know Meek's cutout. Like it, there's just so much somber tragedy around what we know and the movies we see uh, Michelle Williams being in that seeing her play this just really funny comedic turn in I Feel Pretty just felt like a complete breath of fresh air and I was just so happy to see her doing it uh, but yeah Dick I, oh. I haven't I don't I've never even seen that Kelly Wand um, what did that, this what, what kind of era was this in, in, in she gave what kind of uh, the, Kelly Wand? She was a prop. I mean, do props breathe air? <laughs> no. no I think uh, you know. I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with an actor taking a role to get a paycheck. Um, she has her bills to pay, and that's fine. I have no problem with that. But there's so little for her to do, and the script is so bad that she cannot disguise how bored she is yeah yeah like jennifer lawrence in the x-men like you just tell she has so zero interest in doing it and being there and she has to give speeches like you're x-men and you can just see in her face she's like she's so ready to get back to her trailer yeah hates it get me back to mother immediately it's it's like just somebody who's just not interested in faking an orgasm she just she she can't disguise it and it's not her fault but i don't blame them she's super I think she's probably super intelligent, and um, it's a shitty because role of, because of the things like blue velvet, blue velvet, blue velvet, blue velvet. Don't look at me, Dingus! Um, Don't look at me. That's a good double feature, though. And Manchester by the Sea, uh, where where she could just make a role sing, uh, or you know, um, makes cutoff, for instance, uh, where she can just carry a movie if she this wants. Is a bad hand, though. This is um, a shit hand. But she's 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 taking work, and that's fine yeah. with me. Uh, I have no problem with that. It's just she can't. It's not her fault. She can't disguise how bored she is. But what do? But there's but there's but Markinson's pro- problem is that there's just absolutely no chemistry between them at at all. Uh, yeah, because she's uninterested, and Tom Hardy is miscast. But uh, and the right. script is terrible. Yeah, it's, yeah. I would. I, uh, I would so, be surprised if there was chemistry between them. Like that. Yeah. That would be. That would be, be a miracle thing. Yeah, yeah. So, do you think Tom Hardy's miscast because he's already played another villain, or because <laughs> this is just a shitty writing? Script, or could shitty you imagine writing. somebody else being better at this? And you Logan Marshall zone. Green. All right, yeah, that's good. <laughs> fine. That's good. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Tom Hardy can play sad sack every man, and we just haven't seen it. Uh, you know, when he fights the Minotaur in the movie Minotaur, uh, that's similar, but it's his a historical role. Um, so I, I maybe he could. Do He's it. not we'll, as American authentic as Mel Gibson can be. In like, Lethal Weapon. Or was Lethal Weapon? Kelly, was his accent really? Because I, I don't, I don't American I don't, accent. Yeah. Was his accent really bothering you? Could you hear it like slipping in and out? 
Because he was trying to do acting. Uh, it wasn't that he was slipping, but it was that he didn't sound like anything in particular. There were times and, that it sounded like he was doing Brooklyn, I guess, now that you mentioned yeah. it. Uh, yeah, there's a weird Brooklyn thing that goes on every now and then. Like and the way some people, like some English folks, when you tell them to do an American accent, they just do Southern. Like it sounded it's like – It's nasal. Yeah, So yeah. he's whiny, and, and he's already a loser. It's just I don't – do it, it was funny. What? Do you think of Locke as a sad sack every man or no? No. No, Locke is like super competent. Like, yeah. T- Locke, is a, Locke is watching – it's like all is lost, watching someone who's really cool troubleshoot an incredible problem. Like yeah. Lost is no every man. That guy is competent and knows how to get through crises, and it's really to watch. Day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But is Tom – I suppose he's good at his job in this, and he's taking pictures of his phone and his books. I, I, I just have a hard – yeah, like I think they were also kind of wanting to make it look like he's a YouTube celebrity or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know what he that was supposed Fox to be. He works for Fox or something. He gets fired. Right, like, right. He doesn't give up the email. She oh, gets so fired. weird, and you can't get it. There's even a looking for work montage. Yeah, it's okay I loved it. It's comprised of about it. four scenes. It's Dude, like this super movie's hysterical. <laughs> it's just, I, I'm telling you. There was there was a striptease versus showgirls year in 1995, and like striptease, they like showed showgirls to Demi Moore, and she's like, they all laughed at how stupid it was, like, oh, our movie's gonna annihilate them. And striptease was like super boring, and like Demi Moore didn't know she was in a comedy, and the tones is really, I don't know. But showgirls is like a laugh riot, like it's totally got repeat value. It's so so Kelly, will you end up watching Venom again some sometime down the road? If I was really baked. Okay. And I, wow. <laughs> Brian Becker says he's going to forget it in four months. Yeah, says, I was having trouble remembering Diopsis. Yeah. He says it's fine. He's going to forget it in four months. And he knew it was, he was in trouble when when Georgia was being uh, uh, doubled for Malaysia. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, and that's the th- it's like a drinking game of, like, what's the dumbest thing on screen at this moment? Is that really like, true, Dingus? They didn't actually – because I saw that uh, one of the folks who put money into this was Tencent, which is a huge Chinese company. Oh. And at first, the Malaysian crash, I was like, okay, we're trying to sell this in China. China's not Malaysia, of course, but I thought, yeah, we're trying to sell this to an Asian market. Um, but well, I, I, I would find that really funny if they didn't actually shoot anywhere in Asia. Was this was it really in Georgia? Uh, I don't know, but as I look uh, and I I sit through the credits and watch all the names go go by. Easter and eggs. The earlier names were all uh, very clearly American, like Anglo-looking names. And then as as the as we got into the digital effects, it got to be a lot of more uh, Indian-looking names. That's actually not that and, unusual, I, I find, yeah, like, especially yeah. in movies that farm it out to a bunch of different studios. Like, that's yeah. because there's a, 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 a great pool of tech know-how from which to hire in countries like India. Uh, yeah. A lot of that stuff gets outsourced overseas. Yeah. Right. I so really I wish – I just sure. want to – I want to bring this up again too because I really wish credits would start crediting particular studios with particular scenes because I would like to know in yeah, a movie that too. has so much CG, who did the face, you know, who who did space effects, who did – like who did any practical effects of fire. Like I, I would pay attention to that, and I just feel like they're listed in the credits, you know, and actors listed in the credits along with the part he plays – CG yeah. plays many different parts. Show us which studio is doing which sequence. Uh, you know what? My my favorite credit in this was that I, I, I haven't seen this before, but maybe I just haven't paid attention to it. There's there's uh, there's a credit for aerial pilot and aerial director of photography. 
So the so what? so the people who the the two people who did the any drone filming basically, uh, you've got an aerial pilot cre- uh, credited, and you've got an aerial director of photography directed. Uh, I mean credited, which I thought was really interesting. I guess there uh, were some, so, some like overhead shots in the, the – I'm trying to think when would they – because normally I'm super sensitive to drone shots. Like, oh, yeah, you guys got a drone. Big whoop. Uh, <laughs> what about Blair Witch, bro? Yeah, well, at least it's part of the movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> that whole terrible um, car chase scene is shot through with drone footage. I I wonder um, I see that dingus and I wonder is it is it drone footage or are they doing CG cuz a lot of times it's high up enough that I wonder if it's CG. You might be right. But I, I wonder is it easier to to fly a drone around in a city where you've closed off the streets? Uh, and I even wonder what are the rules with the FAA in terms of getting clearance at what altitude. <laughs> Sometimes I'm watching a movie where there's a super high drone shot, and I'm like, did you guys have to get any clearance for that, or was that just like a you gorilla shot? You must be shot? so bored. No, well, no. I, I watch so I many crappy movies. I watch so many really? crappy movies. Yeah. When I watch crappy movies, crazy. Kelly Wan, when yeah. I watch crappy movies, this is the sort of thing that I enjoy thinking about is – Hey, news you guys crawls. got a drone. How'd... Yeah, exactly. News crawls, uh, the, the business actors are doing. I recently watched uh, uh. what I think is a terrible movie. Uh, actually, no, I ended up loving the movie. There's a Mackenzie Davis movie called Izzy Gets the Fuck Across Town. And I think it's mostly <laughs> bad throughout. But there's one little moment where someone's showing her a picture of something. And she's not interested. And she just does this cute little thing where she pushes the picture away. Uh, just little things like that. I love when... And I hate a movie, and I notice things like that. So I pay attention to things like, hey, they have a drone shot. Hey, this is a two shot, and they're not matching continuity. Uh, that's different from the example you gave. But anyway, if she's pushing well, the picture. I, that's good acting. That's right, right, right. Well, well I, I find the same way that an actor participates in a film. So too does a cameraman and the guy doing the drone right, pilot, yeah, like yeah, Dingus yeah, mentioned. Yeah. Well, just I'm all just the different to dialogue. Remember yeah, when yeah, Dingus yeah. was enraged about the rain, the weather lighting in the movie An Education, Education with Carrie yeah. Mulligan? Yeah. I'm oh, like yeah. that. <laughs> Kelly Wan. Are you? So you become. Well, I don't get Dingus, enraged. Like Dingus was. Dingus was furious at that movie. He was yeah. livid. He was apoplectic. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I noticed, and I I like that you brought that up, Tom, because uh, you know I watch a fair amount of like cooking videos and travel videos for food and whatnot. And there's this one this one travel guy who does a lot of YouTube videos where he travels around and eats a bunch of food, uh, and he obviously. Bo- has made enough money that he could buy a drone and it flies high over these cities. And I, I have to wonder too, do you have to get permission to fly high above the city? <laughs> right. Right. Be- because in, in Los Angeles, you, you, alert! you can get in trouble for that, you know, cause there were a bunch of people flying drones close by where fires were being fought. Did Sony and... get the proper paperwork file? That's what I was wondering during Venom. Just like you, Tom. Who did their payroll? Yeah. <laughs> Sony, how much was that? And so the helicopters couldn't. The helicopters that were dropping the water couldn't come in to do it because there were too many drones around, and that would just that would that could create a terrible thing. And it was just a bunch of YouTubers like flying helicopters. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Remember when Dingus got upset that uh, the homeless chick didn't vomit on Tom Hardy long enough? <laughs> wow. hey, here's what I'm upset about: uh, <laughs> casting Melora yeah. Walters as a homeless person. I love. Her. I know she's well, beautiful too. Like what? I, uh, I kind of like the, the audacity of it. 
They couldn't get Dale Dickey? Like, what? <laughs> Come on. I thought that was Dale. I thought for sure that was going to be Dale Dickey. That's who my cast is so weird. So I here I have a really weird thing too, and I don't know where it came from. Maybe from trying to watch Obvious Child, but I maybe from Parks and Rec. Yeah. I just find Ginny Slate insufferable. Oh, I'm so and so Kelly Wand. I was so glad what you did with her character in the synopsis. I enjoyed uh, that quite a bit. Skirts. Um, skirts. There's skirts. a I earlier this year there's a terrible movie that came out called Hotel Artemis, which is a cool kind of sci-fi cyberpunk premise with a fascinating cast that just falls apart as it goes. And the final, like halfway through the movie, um, it, it's kind of like a Western. Like there's a place that is laid siege by bad guys. And the person, the sheriff of the town won't turn over the criminal to the bad guys for the lynching, like that kind of thing. It's like a siege movie, but cyberpunk in Los Angeles. And the sheriff is, uh, is Jodie Foster. Uh, and her, her deputy is, uh, is Dave Bautista. Uh, Sophia Boutella is a mysterious character. There's a little bit of hateful eight in there. Even Charlie day is in it as a total asshole, which I'm on board for, but halfway through the movie, uh, they have to take in someone who is an important person from Jodie Foster's past, like a mysterious stranger who's going to feature prominently into what goes on. And she's kind of the MacGuffin, and she'll reveal stuff about our heroine and about what the bad guys want. And so I was like, yeah, cool. I can't wait to find out more about this character. This has been a great cast so far. Who do they get? Jenny Slate. Ugh. Uh, uh, Why do you hate, hate her so much? I don't know, Dingus. I think you hate her on sight. Like, well, well she, she can't plays, win you over. She, did, did you see Obvious Child? Like, it just felt like this. No, I did not. So Obvious Child's part of it, but also she's supposed to be kind of like unlikable and annoying in Parks and Rec, right? Like, yeah, it, yeah, she's she's, yeah. she's a just, horrible person, right? Yeah. And I just, I, I don't know. I, she plays horrible people. So that's not that's that's just me. Not everyone has that reaction to Jenny Slate. Well, I I couldn't believe it was her because of the first the first line. I was like, is that? Wait a minute. Is that? No, it can't be. Uh, and Brian Becker even says, why is Jenny Slate? What is Jenny Slate doing in this movie? And do you remember her character's name? It's Dr. Dora Skirth. My God, I couldn't um, believe that. That was yeah. that's the Kelly one. That's what Skirth. I laughed at. That was what I thought was funny in this movie. Is her name. Being well, Dr. Skirth. Dr. Marcus, Dora Skirth. Markinson thought it was Skirt, too. I thought it was Girth. <laughs> it's even funnier that it's Skirth. Like, it's Skirt and then there's... I don't know, man. I think it's funny. This fucking movie's hilarious. Uh, I love it. I think she does a fine job. I will I watch it again. That, I think that we're carrying baggage from Parks and Rec over to this. I, I think she's fine. I thought it was funny. She looks kind of like the homeless character. So when they're in the cage, they're both in the cage. I got confused. <laughs> which one was which? Shark is in the cage. Yeah, you go in the cage. Jenny Slate's in the cage. So what do we think about Reza Med? Because uh, <laughs> Brian Becker is saying that Hollywood Silicon Valley bad guys are much worse uh, in real life. <laughs> um, yeah, that's and, true. Um, I mean, it's tough to go up against and, Elon Musk these days. Yeah, well, yeah. that's what he's playing. And uh, and Chris Markinson saying it's hard to take Reza Med seriously as a villain because he loved watching him in uh, Nightcrawler so much. So what do you think about Reza Med? Do better movies. Oh, I mean, I would, I would, I'd love to see him play a villain in a well-written superhero movie. Uh, yeah, I would please make that happen. I do feel a little uneasy about this. Um, I mean, I don't know. He's admit is very, very English, by the way. But uh, if you go back yeah. far enough, he's of Pakistani descent. I do feel a little uneasy about this idea of uh, making the evil tech genius 
uh, minority, and that's just a sign of the times. Uh, eh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's just me. That's just a weird thing, Kelly Wan. But it's I, venom. <laughs> it, it, exactly right. Exactly, it's venom, and I, I know he can do it. Yeah. And there was even like one line that I was like, oh, someone tried to do good writing for him. What was he had one line that what was this line that you liked? Lame design. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was that thing about yeah, uh, uh, bad black design. goo possessing. Yeah. But there was like one poetic line that he says to Tom Hardy that something along the lines of, oh, too bad. Like that was the subtext of it. I forget what it was. Yeah, he had. I remember. I remember what you're trying to think of. But uh, some it, quote. Exactly right. It was like a quote or an aphorism or something that he says that I was like, <laughs> yeah, someone tried to do good writing for Riz Ahmed, and he he tried it. You know, it didn't really do much, but he tried it. So Dingus, did he work for you at all? Uh, uh, he was fine. He was just too bland. Yeah, yeah. It really was how it ultimately came yeah. across, didn't it? Yeah. That's the thing um, it all is. It's all like Michelle Williams' character is just, like, what are her traits? She's a lawyer for him or not or what? Uh, uh, yeah, movie prop. <laughs> and the movie just I, – I guess the movie's trying to – married? When the, the little blonde girl uh, oh chokes him and, and, and <laughs> then the camera just goes away and, and you're like, ah! We're supposed to think that, that, that he's died, but it's transferred and then he's in the room. Well, just show us that stuff. Come no, on, no, Dingus, you can't show the little girl dying. Uncool, Dingus. No. Uncool. In a if she lives, movie. she's a murderer. So. But it's the, it's the same problem <laughs> I have way, with, the end, awesome. with the end of the movie when Venom says, uh, goodbye, Eddie. And and oh, yeah, and, he's the flames. Yeah. and then, you know, he's having that, that conversation with uh, with Anne, uh, which there are a couple of of decent moments in that conversation. And then all of a sudden it's like she doesn't know that we're going to get her back, which is just a scary like, you know, men running after women moment. Um, but it's well, still Venom's watching them fuck, too. But. Yeah, how does Venom get back? We we don't get we're not privy to any of of how that happens. It's just him right. falling under the water, Jason Bourne like, and I'm then just girlfriend's vagina for that I found you in the woods. <laughs> we we have no idea how any of that happens, and the movie no. just doesn't like. I'm and I kissed you story. as her. <laughs> like, how does Venom get back into him? How does that happen? Yes, well, thing is that's kiss, Venom, which happens no, no, all the time after the rocket. When when Venom leaves him, he sticks his hand out. That's enough apparently to do it. No, the Venom flies into the rocket engine, uh, and they're 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 vulnerable to uh, sound and also fire. Uh, I guess I think Sony knows a little more about uh, astrophysics. <laughs> Girlfriend. <laughs> hey, people. <laughs> Dingus, I'm I know didn't see this with you guys. I bet I could have made you guys like it more because I would have just half laughed and laughed. So you must have laughed a lot at pile of heads, pile of bodies. Yeah, and pancreas. I was laughing at every line. I, I know every oh, time the every time I heard the word pancreas, I heard it in your voice. Yeah, it's my favorite. It's the funniest uh, body part. So. But I did, I did love that little moment where why would we do that? Pile of heads, pile of bodies. <laughs> and that the pancreas is like a delicacy to venom. I thought it was good. Yeah, that's, that's one of the best part. Eyes too. He likes eyes apparently. He did. His voice did sound like the the weird Vietnam vet who writes for the Jay Peterman catalog. Yeah, I, it, it, it's Tom Hardy. Uh, and, and just like the whole idea that 
anything he does, you can show in the movie. Like, you literally can't see him do anything that he's about, ever. Unless he's shredding a rocket, that's all you get to see him do. But a car chase? Venom in a car chase? That's so stupid. It's also it, weird I mean, how he could just Panther. do he could just do anything. Like, he could reach over in yeah. terms of his wheel. He could scooch cars out of the way. There was no yeah. sense of, even though I didn't Rules. like Ant-Man, at least they played with this idea of being little and big during a car chase. And that was cool. Right. Or, you know, yeah. best case scenario, the way they mm. played it in Black Panther. But here, it's just like, yeah, he'll just, he'll just do things as the stunt requires. Right. Uh, we'll just paint in the CG later. We'll get a shot of the car doing something, and then we'll just CG Venom, right. like, appearing on screen and, like, doing the turn signal. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Or whipping the motorcycle <laughs> around. Or checking the oil. Yeah, or replacing the oil. <laughs> Damn, we're out of oil! And then he gets in the oil. Being uh, a replacement tire if it goes flat. Yeah, all kinds yeah. of options there. Pumping the gas. Uh, do you guys notice Wilhelm screams? Uh, no, I don't ever. Oh, God, it's I, so disgusting. I, that's one of your things. I don't notice those. Yeah, they threw in a Wilhelm scream uh, when he throws <laughs> when he throws a, a, a SWAT guy off of a balcony. Super conspicuous. Oh, Wilhelm yeah, I did scream. hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Boy, like but, boy, that's funny, Ruben Fleischer. Oh, that's as funny as, as a Stan uh, Lee cameo. Which, I, why do they play us out with the cameo? At least they waited. That's one of the best things I can say for this movie is... It put the Stan Lee cameo off as long as it possibly could. It gets played. <laughs> so, so, so Chris Parkinson once said that he thinks that letting Stan Lee's character, who is, by the way, credited as the dapper dog walker. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Dapper. Um, letting him know. It's supposed to creepy old bad in Thor Ragnarok. Letting him know is dumb. But Letting he, him know he, that both of them are there. Yeah, but Dingus, he's in charge of the whole comics empire, you see. Yeah, but that doesn't make any <laughs> sense within the universe of the movie. Dingus, it's for the fans. It's not for you. Okay. He's, he's siding with Tom Hardy over Dan Egan because he's walking his dog. I do love the idea, by the way, that DC Comics exist in the Marvel Universe because at a certain point someone said something about, oh, that's, that's his kryptonite. You guys have Superman in your universe. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, that's that's good. They probably even have have Justice League and Suicide Squad that 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 came out in San Francisco in that universe. But Marvel doesn't exist. (laughs) Interestingly, yeah, in the Venom universe, only DC. Wow, Tom. I'm a comic book nerd. I don't know if you guys know that about me. I know a lot about comic books. I even know what Kryptonite is. I've heard that term. Because I'm versed. I, All right. I think Mich- Michelle Williams' best moment in this movie mm-hmm. is when she says, hey, I'm sorry about Venom. And th- I think there's a sweet little yeah. exchange there in that stew. <laughs> yeah. Why would and, you say that? And, and, there's, and there's this weird little almost so Aaron dumb. Sorkin exchange. No, because she understands how he feels about it. I think that's what she's saying. And then he's like, oh, you mean the the – the power and yeah, the power is great. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but I think she's talking about the emotional connection and the the connection that like having that thing embedded in him, even though it was eating his organs. Um, but just the way that she says it, that's that's the one thing that I think that she brings to this movie. And it's not that she couldn't bring more. It's just that I think there's not a lot for her to be able to bring. But her just saying, "Hey, I'm sorry about Venom." That was really a little touching to me. That was a little touching moment to me. Thing is, you almost ended up liking uh, something about this movie before it was over. You liked the heart of Venom. Yeah, that's the part that <laughs> grew on him. 
Yeah, it's yeah. Sentiment. Well, I do think because it had it such actually, a, a, a solid opening, and uh, Kelly Wand, it actually did very well with children. Like, I think if this movie had been rated R, it would not. It definitely wouldn't have had its eighty million dollar opening. Uh, I think so. I think we just need to live in a different universe, like more, the Spider-Man Black universe. The, the percentage of people under 25 who saw this was uh, about 15% higher than who saw Ant-Man. True, true fact, by the way. Well, Ant-Man wasn't rated R. What's the Deadpool? Well, this isn't rated R either, is what I'm saying, is that more kids went to this than Ant-Man. As, well, far as, a proportion, well. as far as a portion, <laughs> proportion of the, the audience mm. on the opening weekend. I don't know if that's making the point you think it well, is. Kids kids don't go to movies. <laughs> they, their parents take them. <laughs> so, their parents don't want to see Ant-Man. So they want to see Venom. Ant-Man <laughs> is, a, is a more of a family uh, movie, but their their dads are, are going to maybe more likely be wanting to go to this movie. Well, this than, more than the first Ant-Man? No, well, the, sec- the second Ant-Man was the, was the one that bombed, I thought. The first Ant-Man would make a lot of money. So oh. they they only count like it's the 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 breaking point uh, for where they calculate this demographic is is 25 and 25 oh. and under which if you're if you're anywhere from 18 to to 25 you're still in that that bracket uh, so I guess it's it's a little disingenuous to make a point about being a PG-13 rating but the point is that this eight spread right but this was more popular with the younger audience than an older audience is, is what so I'm when saying. you say kids you're saying anybody under 18 no 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 because the demographic where that's ma- measured is uh, 25 and under so let's I think see. kids would have liked an r-rated uh, so ant-man in the wasp so the audience is anybody under 25 yeah, well, anybody under 35, really. Actually, oh, uh, you know what? Let's go kids. with 40. I thought you meant like eight or nine year olds. No, Four so kids. so the the break off, the breaking point is 25 and, and over versus 25 and under. Uh, for Venom, 36 percent of the audience was 25 and older. So so most of, doing the math, 64 percent of the people who saw this on its opening weekend were under the age of 25. Whereas Ant Man and the Wasp, which is much more of a family movie. Way more palatable for kids. It's supposed to be that way. That proportion of kids was thirty-one uh, percent. No, wait. But it was sorry. a sequel. To... But that, is that kids paying for it? Because like if, if no, sorry, fifty-four percent. Sorry, so it's like a, it's like kids a 15% is in quotes mm-hmm. under twenty-five. It's like a lot, a lot of teenagers and people just out of college are going to go pay for this movie. Right. That doesn't count little kids seeing a movie. So it that's does, what I thought well, you were talking about. It doesn't, about. but it, though, that is the, the statistic under which you would figure out, did little kids also go to this movie? We don't, I mean, if you, if you assume an even distribution, and maybe that wasn't the case, I, I presume a lot of the times it is, if you assume an even distribution, a large portion of that percentage would not have gone because it was rated r do you think the paperwork on the distribution would <laughs> cost more than like 64 dollars kelly Wand, i think sony made the right call in turning this into a pg-13 movie uh now of course they did the, the box office bears it out it made it opened it bigger than ant-man and the wasp it, it's actually the biggest <laughs> october I opening ever so, so i decline your bluff that that analogy holds water you think it would have made the same amount of money if it was rated r yes or more (laughs) that's insane kelly Wan never run and open a movie studio ever uh well let's see what happens (laughs) let me try it i mean because deadpool i mean there and logan how did logan do logan did great deadpool did great yeah absolutely because ant-man the wasp i think it's just more about the character like i don't want to see ant-man the wasp you know what i mean like i don't think any it's we 
It's just those characters are the comparison is, is right it's after. one of the other superhero movies that performed similarly uh, on uh, okay. uh, this right. th- uh, this year, meaning this particular box office situation. Like where the box office is today. I blame Russian trolls. Could be Kelly Wand. It could be the box office is hacked. We don't know. And it could be China. Solo. It could be some guy in New Jersey in his basement, Kelly Wand. We can't trust these figures. Why would Russian trolls have given a shit about Solo's box office? Is my question. I don't think anyone did. <laughs> Except the people That's who made saying. the movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. They've got, they've got a long they've got a long con. A long uh, agenda. Can I can I confess anything? I really wish that we'd seen Stars Born this weekend instead. Fuck you. I, I kind of yep. do too, yep. actually. Yep. Oh, you guys are dull. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not denying that. I like Bradley By Cooper. Way, I'd love to see what Lady Gaga yeah. does. I. Uh, oh God. I, like, I would love to see what Bradley Cooper does as a director. Yeah, yeah. So Dingus and I will go see A Star Is Born, Kelly Wand. You can go see Venom again. Do you think the listeners? <laughs> Never mind. Um. And so, which one of you? Which one of you two brought up life? It was you, Tom, right? Tom, but it was my under. All right, so Chris Margerson also brought it up. He thought it was the sequel to Life. But Life's better. I don't know why it's my under. It's a stupid under. Forget what I said. All right, Kelly. Life's better. Life's R-rated. Very R-rated. Thereby proving Tom's point. Super gruesome. Life made made substantially less money, too. I mean, it's not a superhero movie, though. Yeah. I've heard enough about – anyway, I just wanted to say that because Chris Margerson titled his email that – but I just wanted to say that the more I hear about Stars Born, the more reluctantly I, I, or begrudgingly, I should say, I want to see it. You know what? Maybe that's what we'll do next week, Kelly Wan. What do you think of that? If we're not going to see Stars Born next week, Kelly Wan, what should we see? Uh, let's see anything but Stars Born next week. <laughs> Such as? <laughs> be my What's it called? Such Shitty as... Times at the El Royale. You're the one that had to look it up for me. Bad Times at the El Royale. We'll be seeing that uh, next El week. Royale. If you see yeah. Bad Times at the El Royale, let us know what you thought. Send some comments to 3x3 at quarter3.com. Get those to us by midnight, October 14th, and we'll read your comments on the air. Kelly Wand, what if the listeners are also thinking about a 3x3 topic for the next couple of weeks? What you should want they a be piece of this? Of, what should they be thinking of, and uh, where should they send any submissions? You think you could taunt? You think you can remember three movie taunts from movies? Private pile? Then send them to 3x3 at quarter3.com. The exact same email address Tom said. <laughs> and Seems get the, dumb. Get that to us by October 28th at midnight. And, uh, we'll but a different you. subject heading, or we get confused. Don't confuse Dingus. Right, exactly. He'll think You've you're just seen sending his charts. Him. He'll just think you're insulting him. He'll read it and be like, why are you calling me those things? So yeah. make it clear. Yeah. He's, and he's very easily offended. And uh, while Kelly goes to a second viewing of Venom, Dingus and I might check out A Star is Born. So. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. I'm Tom Chick. I've been here with Christian Murkowski. That's Christian Murkowski. And Kelly Wand. Do you guys think filing the paperwork for the Wilhelm scream was expensive? <laughs> Downside of being at the front of the human centipede. That hurts. Long journal entry about that tonight. I prefer that we be more capable and prepared. 
than lucky. Observation, reflection, faith, and determination. In this way, we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us. All right, and we have, what, eight more recharge cycles to go before we get to Aurigai 6? Is that a question, sir? Yes, Walter, that's a question. That is correct. Lady Gaga turns to leave. What are you looking at? I was just making sure you were leaving. He could direct? What? (laughs) Oh. Oh!